Welcome back, friends. Lost Scarf here, and it's time for the newest Kirby's Dreamcast. Here we talk about everything Kirby, from the games to the anime to the manga and more. Kirby's Dreamcast. This podcast can be found everywhere podcasts are hosted and on YouTube. The advantage of the YouTube site is that I put footage of what I'm talking about on screen, and the YouTube site is especially worth looking at uh, when we do gaming episodes, like the recent Kirby and the Forgotten Land review, and this episode, since I'm going to show what I'm talking about. Today we'll be going over first impressions of Kirby's Dream Buffet, this will be a much looser and short episode, since it is talking about how much fun I'm having, and that's really it. For the most part, this episode exists so we can talk about how much fun the game is with each other. Also, maybe I'll convince anyone on the fence if the game is for them. Also, maybe if it is not for them. <laughs> this isn't a review, I'm just going to talk about what I initially think about the game. In a month or so, I'll put out a full review of the game after 100% it and research everything I can find. Before we get started, news and other plans. For news, they announced uh, little plushies for the entire Kirby Zodiac line, and I am totally excited for that. I want them all, but I'll settle for at least getting my sign, Virgo. By the way, this episode comes out on my birthday, so now you know when my birthday is. So many of the Kirby Zodiac are so cute. I love how people just keep finding new ways to show off our favorite cute pink puff. For the podcast, we're getting a lot of momentum, and it is making me very happy. Kirby is having an amazing year, and so is the podcast. We're getting hundreds of views a day on YouTube, and even more on the sound-only side with the various places people can listen to the podcast. Sometime soon we'll have episodes for Part 5 of Kirby Superstar, Episode 18 of the anime, and I'm happy so many people are enjoying Episode 17. Once all Kirby Superstar episodes are out, I'll start working on the next game. Also good news, someone is translating a 30th anniversary concert, so when they're done doing all of that, I'll be able to relate all that in a future episode about the concert. Because I want to know as much as I can before I talk about it, because I'm sure y'all want to know that stuff too. So let's talk about Kirby's Dream Buffet and what I've learned so far, and what I've enjoyed in any initial criticisms. First off, something fun to know, we learn from the scroll at the bottom, it says, Welcome to the Dream Restaurant, the venue hosting this Dream Buffet for Kirby. This comfy table is the home table, so make yourself at home. So one can assume this is a birthday party for Kirby and everyone's there to celebrate it. That's why there's so much food and we see sweets with Meta Knight and King Dedede's emblems on them. We also learned from the game that what Kirby grabs at the start of the game is the Dream Fork, and that fork grants dreams. So Kirby's dream was to eat a mountain of cakey. So instead of creating a mountain of cakey, it made Kirby small enough to enjoy a regular sized cake as a mountain of cakey. I think this is a smart move by the Dream Fork. By the way, the exact wording is, after wielding the powerful Dream Fork, Kirby shrunk to snack sized proportions. His dreams of eating a mountain sized cake can finally come true. Congrats, Kirby. So the first thing I did was gush about how cute Kirby was in the home screen. Then I got special music for owning all the other Kirby games on Switch, so that was cool. Then I checked out the rewards and made guesses based on the silhouettes. I'm mostly sure I know who's going to be in this game based on that. Also, oh my god, Kibi is here! Yellow Kibi! Oh my god, I was so hyped for that. What's hype is that you can be Kirby dressed as so many characters from Kirby's history, and I immediately went for Bandana D Kirby as soon as I could, eventually to Elfling Kirby, and now I'm Adeline Ribbon Kirby and I love this so much. It's just awesome you can be all these different characters, and I like that you, you have Elflin on your head, and now it's Ribbon on my head, and in the future I know there's gonna be Gooey, and I can have Choo Choo as well. So that's really cool. I'm currently at level 63 right now, and there's 135 levels max. There's always a possibility of more content, but it's also possible that this is all we get, and personally I'm fine with that. I'm going to have 30 plus hours of enjoyment for $15. That's a good deal. Also the fact there's four emotions you can hit for Kirby in, Makiko Moto did multiple highs and other reaction sounds is wonderful. I can't stop spamming them. This game is awesome in so many ways, so many layers of just things fans want. And it's such a cheap game, I love it, I really do. 
My first two hours of the game were just amazing. I tried a bot match first so I could get my bearings on the game and a wow at the physics. When you're a little bald, you really get affected by the gaps and waffles and the ice cream on things and other stuff. But once you get big, you're able to ignore them for the most part. By the way, there is a link to my first hour playing the game on YouTube in the description of this episode. I'm going to record my entire run to 100%ing the game on the side channel as well, Scarf Plays. So there'll be that too. All footage I gather for Kirby episodes are there usually. We have three channels, by the way. I really love how cute and sweet this whole game is. I was pleasantly surprised to learn it's race, minigame, race, and battle royale. In theory, a single run is around five minutes without lag, so the games are fast and fun, and if you have a bad run, you can immediately try to have a better run. When I played online, I had a lot of fun uh, matches and saw so many stages. So a cool thing is the more you play, the more stages you unlock, but if someone in your game is further into unlocks, those stages are open to you to compete on too. So I got to play an Elflin and Magalore stages way before I unlocked them. I found that cool. I also enjoy the stage variety. There's donuts, barbecue, bumpkins, different kinds of cake, different sweets, puddings, and more. And even if you get the same stage, there's little variations that make the stage different than the last time you did it. Like I said before, the physics were surprising, but I like how technical it feels. Sometimes it does screw you over though, and that hurts. The mini games feel short though, 20 seconds doesn't feel impactful, but my first games, I was just having fun doing it. Then there's the battle royales, my first matches, I was just having a blast running around and learning things, but my most recent games, battle royale has felt the least fun, especially when you're in the lead and you get jelly and strawberries and that's all you get so you can't fight back. The random strawberry awards are interesting, it's a random element that some people really don't like and I get it. Out of the 50 games I played, only once did someone go from last to first, and that was upsetting, but fortunately very rare. Usually the awards change to a second, third, or fourth, but on occasion it did decide the winner. I'm a competitive player, and I tried my best not to be competitive, like too competitive in this wildly random game, but it slowly sunk in. My first day, I got a 7 win streak, and that was amazing, but that probably set me up for failure later. But now I win like 1 in every 5 games. So that's how it should be though, you shouldn't be winning every game, you know, so everyone else can win, but you, you wanna win, that's the thing. And the random elements really add to that, and kind of the random elements can make you okay with losing. You're like, okay, I can't control those things, but it also, you just, people just like to win. But it's a way to balance the game, and you should be less focused on winning and more focused on the journey and having fun. And I think that also just helps kids get more wins, because, you know, kids are trying to have fun here too, and they might not do as well as other people with more hand-eye coordination. I don't, I don't necessarily mean to be talking down to the kids, it's just, you know, when you get older, you do get more skill. Some powers could use some balancing to make them better or feel more impactful, I think. High jump helps you catch up, but it's only when you're way behind and you're still in fourth place after you use it. Potentially, this was to put in place to help kids catch up, I think. Throw is also not as powerful as it could be, I think. Everyone can see it coming when you try to do the circle around attack, so it never lands. No power felt too strong for me, though. Everything felt useful at some point. Of course, sometimes you wish you got a different power at times, but that is randomness after all. I like the reward method from Kirby Fighters 2 being made here, but more refined. Kirby Fighters 2 takes a ton of time to reach 100%, and it doesn't feel satisfying. I can tell it'll be a slog to get the last rewards in Dream Buffet, but it should be a bit of a funner journey here, so that's good. Something to appreciate is how bots are not pushovers. The highest difficulty bots will give you a tough competition. So even when you play this game way down the line when there's less people to play with, and you just have to play with bots, you're not going to have an easy ratch, that's for sure, so that's good. As far as lag goes, I only had three games with lag, and one game was slow the entire time. It turned a five-minute match into like a 15-minute match, I swear. Thankfully, that hasn't been the majority of my experience. Most of my games had four players, so no bots and no lag. 
I like the rewards we get and decorations we get. The fact everyone is a decoration is so cool. Kirby being Rick, kind, and Koo is so cute. Midnight Kirby is hilarious. Just headcanon, it's actually Midnight if you want. I've noticed Mark's Kirby is the most popular Kirby in my games. Overall, I'm having a lot of fun playing Dream Buffet, and it only irked me a few times every now and then when I lose, but that's just my competitive spirit. The gameplay itself is very fun and solid, and the music- oh my god, the music! Finally, remixes of Kirby's Dream Course, Block Ball, Star Stacker, and Pinball Land? Heck yeah! Hearing so many classic songs in a new form is so awesome. Kirby has always had great music, and the fact they brought out so many composers from Kirby's 30-year career is awesome. There's a whole rainbow of composers, and it makes me so happy. And I think that's everything I can think of for first impressions right now. It's fun, it's cute, and it looks so yum. Kirby's having an amazing year. I still hope we get a collection by the end of the year, like for Christmas or something. So that's it for this episode. Look out for new Superstar episodes soon, and the review episode for Kirby's Dream Buffet eventually, among other things. Don't forget you can find us on YouTube and anywhere podcasts are hosted. If you want to leave comments, put them on YouTube or send them to Kirby Dreamcast on Twitter. I had fun and I hope you had fun too. And that's what it's all about, isn't it? Having fun. Thanks for coming by and see you next time. <laughs>